0: Good morning, and welcome to worship service this morning. As we continue our study on the journey to Jerusalem, part three, we are coming to you through audio stream due to the unprecedented challenges that are facing us due to uh, the COVID-19 virus and uh, circumstances surrounding that. We trust that you're enjoying the blessing of the Lord nevertheless, and that you and your loved ones are safe. This morning... I'm going to be reading to you from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 13, as we continue along that journey with Jesus to Jerusalem. The scripture says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying at a certain place when he had ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And he said to them, "'Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, "'Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, "'and I have nothing to set before him?' And he will answer from within and say, "'Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed.' I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us in these next few moments simply to open up these truths to us, understanding that prayer is such a vital part of our walk with you day by day, especially in these circumstances. We invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher today. In Jesus' name, amen. As we began our study on the journey to Jerusalem, back in the Gospel of Luke chapter 9, verse 51, Jesus determined that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem in order to fulfill everything regarding his ministry. We walked with him through several passages of scripture as he was teaching his disciples, encouraging them in their ministry, the ministry that he would soon be turning over to them. At the same time as he was walking to Jerusalem, he was headed there for a showdown with Satan. His destiny was to confront sin and death and once for all to conquer it he being the first fruits, submitting himself to death, but overcoming death with the power of life and rising to new life that we might also enjoy new life through him and our faith in him. As he made the journey to Jerusalem, he determined to teach his followers the truth that were necessary to carry on the work of the kingdom, which he would soon entrust to them. Today our text teaches us how to pray. We're all familiar with the Lord's Prayer. And I'm not going to take time to develop all of that today. Uh, You've heard it recently. uh, Pastor John had shared about the Lord's Prayer not all that long ago. But I believe that uh, in these times and the circumstances that we find ourselves in, that it is important that we be a people of prayer. Let me just summarize the Lord's Prayer by saying this. Jesus taught us some important points regarding prayer. First, he established the beauty of relationship, our Father. Secondly, he taught us the importance of praise by honoring the name of the Lord or hallowing the name of the Lord. And then he taught us about our petitions or our requests. And those requests fall into three specific areas that uh, I just want to mention to you today. The first is our physical need. Give us this day our daily bread. Secondly, he talks about our spiritual need. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who we are indebted to or, or who have sinned against us. And then finally, he teaches us to pray for guidance. Lead us not into temptation. It's on this foundation of prayer that Jesus then builds as he continues to teach his disciples about prayer. He's teaching them about persistence and about faith. We find that, In verses 5 through 8, as he told the story of the one who had unexpected company come in the night, and because hospitality was so critical to uh, the people of the Bible, he went to his neighbor at the midnight hour and said, Can you give me three loaves of bread? I have company. But the neighbor declined, said, No, we're already in bed here. We won't. But that individual would not be dissuaded. He would not accept no for an answer. He persisted in his request. Please give me bread. And because of that persistence, his neighbor rose up and gave him what he had need of. Now some folks believe that persistence and faith are somehow in opposition to each other while the Bible teaches us just the opposite. You see, persistence and faith go hand in hand. We think of persistence oftentimes as something that is annoying. Uh, For instance, a, a persistent cough, or a persistent pain, or... Uh, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you hear a rattle in your vehicle and and you can't unhear it. It becomes a persistent rattle. And, of course, any parent who's ever raised a toddler knows uh, what it's like to have a, a child tug at your leg saying, Dad, 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 and not willing to stop until you respond to them. Or, mom, 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 mom. Jesus teaches us that persistence is the application of our faith to the situation that we are confronting. Hebrews chapter 11 teaches that when we come to God, we must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently Seek Him. Believing is faith. Believing that God cares, believing that God hears, believing that God responds to our petitions, to our prayers, encourages us to be persistent in faith. Jesus then moves on in our text to a three pronged approach to our prayer life and to our petitions. He instructs us first to ask. Ask, and you will receive. Let's just stop and and ask this question. What is it that we ask for? Why do we ask? What about examples of others who didn't persistently ask, but gave up, i.e., the Apostle Paul. Let's just look at these these circumstances, if, if we can, together. First off, why do we ask? I would say to you the best reason of all is because Jesus told us to ask. Secondly, we ask... Because we understand it is an essential part of our walk with the Lord. James says in his epistle, chapter 4, the second part of uh, the second verse, he says, you do not have because you do not ask. And so it's important that we recognize the power of asking. Well, with that in mind, Jesus instructing us to, James affirming that, what is it we ask for? Now, there are some specific things that I believe that we would ask for. James also says that we also do not have because we ask with the wrong motive or we ask amiss in order to consume it on our own appetites or our own lusts. And so as I look at the scripture, I've noted several things that uh, we would do well to feel free to ask the Lord for. First off, we ask for salvation. Secondly, we ask for healing. Thirdly, as Jesus instructed us in his model prayer, we ask for daily bread. We ask for strength. We ask for guidance. James chapter 1 instructs us to ask for wisdom. It's appropriate for us to ask for peace. To ask that we be given a heart of love. To ask for patience. To ask for faith. To ask for joy. There are many things that we could ask for and should ask for. But when we ask, it's important that we do so with a heart of faith. James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 speaks to us about the importance of asking for wisdom. But listen to what he says, But let him who ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. When we ask, we should ask with the full expectation, and anticipation that Jesus hears, that he cares, and that he responds. Now, the Apostle Paul also instructed us about asking. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, he says, Be anxious about nothing, but in everything, with supplication and prayer, let your request be known. In other words, he says, ask. Ask firmly. Ask powerfully. Because God cares. He says that when we make our requests known, that the peace of God that passes understanding will keep our heart and our mind. And so we need to come with the full expectation that we are invited in Scripture to ask. Now you may wonder about the Apostle Paul. When we read about the Apostle Paul and his own personal request regarding the, the thorn in the flesh that he was afflicted with, and he mentions this in Second Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verses 8 and 9, he talks about, asking three times that the thorn be removed from him. And some would say, well, see, Paul just limited the number of times we should ask by limiting himself to just three. But as we look at what Paul reveals to us in his letter to the church at Corinth, we find that he persisted in asking until he received an answer from the Lord. And he did pray until the answer came through. The Lord said to him that his power is made complete in weakness. He says, my grace is sufficient for you, and my my power is perfected in your weakness, or my strength is perfected in your weakness. So what I find in this is that we should persist in our prayer until we have the answer from the Lord. And then when we have the answer from the Lord, we stand firm in his word. Secondly, we find that the Lord instructs us to seek. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Well, what is it that we seek? What is it that we should be looking for? Now, there are many things that that perhaps would come across the radar of our life, things that we might look for. Some might be looking for hope. Some might be looking for emotional security, well-being, freedom from fear and anxiety. But may I suggest to you that we are given in Scripture some objects for which we should be diligently seeking. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. Now when he says all of these things, he's talking about those things that are necessary for life. Now I understand that we are facing enormous insecurity We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring our way. We don't know the economic impact of of what's transpiring in the world today. And it is very unsettling. We see our resources dwindling away. We are experiencing shortages, uh, some for the very first time in their life. And it is very unsettling for them. But Jesus says that He takes care of us, that the birds of the field, the flowers of the field, the birds of the air are well cared for uh, in his kingdom. And so let's take him at his word and seek his kingdom and his righteousness foremost in all that we are searching for. The psalmist said in Psalm 34, verse 10, the second part of the verse, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. That just says to me, God has our back. Let's trust him. Let's rest in him. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 15 says, The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge knowledge we should be seeking after knowledge the knowledge of the Lord one of my favorite passages and I've heard it quoted several times in recent days is taken from Proverbs chapter 3 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him And he will direct your path. And so let's seek the security that we have in our relationship with the Lord and the promise of his care and his provision. The third thing that we find in our text today, we ask and receive, seek and find. And then Jesus says, knock and it shall be opened to you. You know, the way these words build on each other is extremely forceful. The fact that they are present imperatives gives them even more punch. An imperative verb gives an order or a command. And as I read this passage of Scripture, Jesus is saying to his disciples, Keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. The man in this picture just will not stop knocking. The door of blessing, the door of fullness, the door of power may seem to be closed at this time. However, I want to encourage you today to persist in prayer and to persist in faith. In closing today, it comforts me in knowing that Jesus didn't sugarcoat the challenges of the road that was before his followers. He warns them that in this world they would have hardship, they would have tribulation, they would have pressure. But he gave them and he gave us this wonderful assurance when he said to them, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He knew we couldn't walk the road alone. And as he closed out this lesson that he was teaching his followers regarding prayer, He said, which of you, if your child came to you, would give him something other than what he asked for? None of us would. We would give what was necessary, what is needed. And Jesus says, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You see... He knew that we would have challenges along the road. And so he sent the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to us. And as the Holy Spirit comes to us, he comes to convict us of sin. He comes to fill the believer with power. He comes to comfort us. He comes to guide us. He comes to teach us and to lead us into truth. And he comes to bless those who are Jesus' disciples. I was listening to the news again this evening and it is overwhelming. It's hard not to hear the hopelessness It's hard not to hear the despair. It's hard not to hear the panic that is gripping our society. But you know what I believe we need today? We need ears to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. As he promises us the truths of the word, as he makes those truths come to to life, In our spirit, as we see him daily unfolding our daily bread, as we see him leading us in the paths of righteousness for the namesake of the Lord, as we see him leading us away from temptation, we need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and to respond to him as he leads us along. I would invite you today as we close now to ask the Lord to send the Holy Spirit to your heart, to your home, to bathe you in peace, to take away apprehension, anxiety, to calm your fears, and to give you the courage and the hope that is promised us through Christ our Lord. Join with me as we pray. Father, we thank you that as Jesus walked with his disciples, he gave them lessons that are still applicable to our life today, more so today than ever before. And so may we be encouraged to ask, to seek, and to knock, knowing that you have our back, that you have provided that you will give to us what is necessary in this hour and that you will carry us through and we rejoice in these promises